Hello and welcome to a special presentation of In The Money Media. This is our show for the racing at Kentucky Downs on Thursday, September 7th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatel, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker once again. After a long summer of travel, it's been a minute. Very happy to be here, very happy to be joined by a guest who comes on a few times a year doing various things, occasionally tipping big-priced winners in Breeders' Cup races, sometimes telling us what's going on at Kentucky Downs. That's the role he's going to be filling today from Kentucky Downs. This is Rick Hammerly, the Hammer. Hammer, what's going on? Uh, everything's good now that we're uh, now that we're inside. Yes, you you had a little bit of an adventure there uh, this morning in terms of the weather. Tell hanging out at the get what, what's affectionately known as the gallows at Kentucky Downs. Tell us what happened. Yes, the uh, the 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 press area up in Kentucky Downs. Steve Vick's in town for a few days and doing a show here with him this morning. Uh, we decided to do it where we normally do outside, where you where you sat the other day. In the open air, it has a roof over it, but the sides are wide open. And a, a little uh, a light shower turned into a, a pretty much of a downpour and a, and a lightning show and thunder and everything else. About, uh, I said, what do you want to do? He goes, we got about three minutes. And, and being the uh, professional that Steve is, he, he sniffed out the, the uh, steward's room, which is on the same level here. And uh, more importantly, he was inside, plugged in and... Boom! It was fine, and I think it rained. It rained for a couple hours. It, it's 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 showing some lightness outside now, uh, and the rain has stopped for now. And I don't think we're expected a ton more. But um, as you were asking earlier, is it going to affect tomorrow? As of right now, absolutely not. Uh, we haven't had. I guess this this region in 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 general has not had a lot of rain over the past few months. So uh, this course will soak up what came down give it a little bit of give and uh, we should, you know, right now as we speak should be fine for tomorrow. I don't know what the, what the overnight was because it doesn't really matter because there was, there really wasn't, there really wasn't any rain called for tonight, last night either. So right. uh, we should be fine. And that, as I was telling you, we are, there's three rail settings here at Kentucky Downs. There's the, the heads or the, or the inner rail. And then there's two additional settings set uh, roughly 20, 20 feet and 40 feet out and uh, we start on the outside so we we ran the first uh, two days on the on the outermost part of the track then take the outer rail down then we ran on uh, sunday on the inner on the next one in the middle portion and we'll do that tomorrow as well and then we'll take down the second second rail for the weekend which will be on fresh ground for uh for the weekend and then the final day as well so uh, you know, it's looking, uh, it's looking good. Uh, it, 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 I get in the bottom line is it needed a little bit of, of moisture. Great. Great. So nothing, nothing too bad there, except some broadcasting uh, difficult. We had some of those it took us three shots to get started this morning, but, uh, we, we're here now going to be looking at this late pick five at Kentucky downs on Thursday. A couple of other notes though, before we get to that, want to say that we are two thirds of the way through the King of the turf contest and uh, Phil Lamb currently in the top spot. Robert Giankiti, Anthony Matera, John Costin, Michael Kristen, Kevin Storm, some of the other names, excuse me, Strom, a few of the other names up there. But I will also point out this. If you're one of the 160-odd people playing, don't worry. Last year's overall winner had just 50 bucks after the two days. So all to play for 
in that uh, in that final contest. That'll be taking place on Saturday. You can get involved by getting in touch with Brian Skirka. If you have any issues getting in touch with Brian, just reach out to me, the contact page over at inthemoneypodcast.com. Go straight to my email. Make sure we get you set up because even if you can't participate in the three-day contest, the biggest of the three is on Saturday. And there's some impressive prizes, cash, BCBC seats, NHC seats, etc. Rick, I know you're a big believer in these contests so far. Participation's been huge. I mean, to have 160 play in the top two, it was close to 250 on the first day. You pleased with what we're seeing out there? Uh, absolutely. I think that I think this three-day uh, deal in that short period of time has, has really helped. And last year, I think we got a little messed up because of the we had a couple cancellations. I think yes. one of the days we had to move. And uh, this year, especially with the final day being on our big day, we're running six one million dollar races is, is going to help. And just to be clear that if you haven't played in one or two or, or both of the other legs, you can still participate there. There are three standalone contests. Yes, uh, um, for sure. And and with with I believe. Is it uh, two or three uh, BCBC seats and and two or three NHC seats as well, plus some cash uh, for today for the for the Saturday contest alone? You had you in order to win the big deal. That in order to win the belt, the championship belt, you do have to compete in all three. And you know you you mentioned that last year's winner who competed in all three started the third day with fifty dollars, which is just the way it is. It seems to be here at at Kentucky Downs. It's tough to have three days in a row that, you know, very good days, let alone two. So it just takes one one big day uh, to to win this contest. And and uh, yesterday, the second day, which was uh, Sunday, there was there was not a lot of high scoring. So the, the scores didn't didn't move much. So, uh, yeah, jump in at eight hundred dollar buy in and, uh, you know, it, Pick some winners. I mean, with all those stakes in there, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, tempting. And before we get going, if you don't mind, I, I just want to give a couple of a couple of stats here that yes. you can take them take them for what you want. Um, we'd like to keep track over the years of where the horses come from uh, that win here. In other words, where did they run last or previous make their previous start before they they came here to win at uh, at Kentucky Downs and I do this every year. Last year, kind of, I kind of threw out because of the of the consistent bad weather. It didn't didn't uh, it didn't throw that in the mix. But but prior to that, uh, they seem to have been a bigger mix of, of of winners from a lot of a lot of different places. Now heading into the fourth day of racing, we've run thirty three races, and we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different places where these winners have come from. But the majority have come from. Two, two previous starts, and you can probably guess what they may be. Saratoga has had eight win, eight previous starts at Saratoga, and Ellis Park, 15. So 23 of the 33 have come from those venues. Now, you, and probably a, a, a bigger proportion of the horses have run there, too, so you can take this any way you want. And the Ellis number used to be part of the picture, but with their extended meet, probably a few more uh, ELPs there that maybe would have been CDs that one yeah. uh, uh, you know ran at Churchill and then decided to wait. So, um, but winners have we had a first time starter. Uh, you know, it does happen. You don't you don't you can't totally toss first time starters here. We had a first time starter 
Uh, I think I mean, I think the first race of the meet was a first time starter. So Gulfstream has has thrown a winner here. A couple from Woodbine, a couple from Colonial, Delaware, Belmont. We had the one from Europe, and uh, I picked a good one. The two, the Mint Millions, the two million dollar mile uh, winner came from Europe, and one from uh, um, Indiana. So they can come from all over, but uh, it seemed like more of them, which which I believe leads to. You know, the, 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 the quality of the meat has stepped up and the quality of the Ellis Park meat has stepped up considerably. So I think that that plays a part in that. As far as the jockeys and the trainers go, uh, very tight. Uh, there's no no runaway. Uh, Jose Ortiz has four. He's the only one with four. Uh, Tyler Gaff-Leon, Florent Giroux and Declan Cannon uh, have three and a couple more with two. Joel Rosario, Christian Torres, Edgar Zayas. A uh, double bagger for uh, Safi Joseph, and then Joe Talamo with a with a two bagger the other day. And there's uh, another dozen of riders who have won one. Uh, trainers uh, very similar: Mike Maker and Brendan Walsh with three wins. Safi Joseph, Brian Lynch, Jonathan Thomas, and Paulo Lobo with two. And then uh, uh, you know another another Baker's dozen down there with uh, with one win each. So uh, spread out spread out a lot across the board here. So, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 which makes it that much tougher to decipher, but, uh, decipher we will try and do. <laughs> That's very much the idea. Now you have some, uh, you, you have some information for us regarding the card in terms of scratches for tomorrow. Do you mind running down those for us? Yeah, let's do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll do the whole card. This is for Wednesday, September 7th. Um, Thursday, September 7th. Excuse me. <laughs> Thursdays, thank you. I'm re I'm looking at it. And I'm saying Wednesday. So say for tomorrow. Then these these came down today is what I meant to say. We scratched today. So in, in race one, we're scratching numbers one, six, eight, and nine. Okay. Second is clear. The third race, we're scratching three, five, and six. It's down to a four horse field. Three, five, and six out of the third. In the fourth race, we're scratching the two. The 13 will run, scratch the rest of the also's, 14, 15, and 16. In the fifth race, scratch the also's, 13, 14, 15, 16. In the sixth race, we're scratching 1, 2, 3, 6, 10, and 11. Once again, 1, 2, 3, 6, 10, and 11. Now, three of those came back and re-entered in the, in the Philly and Mare Sprint Stake on Saturday. Uh, so the seventh race now, we're going to scratch the eight and the also's 13 and 14. In the eighth race, we are scratching the three, the six, the seven, the 12, the 13, and the 16. 14 and 15 will run. Uh, nothing in the ninth and in the 10th. Scratch the also's only. All right, some key scratches for sure, especially yeah. in the sixth race we're about to talk about where the runner I was interested in will not be uh, participating. I wonder, do, do you know, is the three Quaria Comet one of those ones that was re-entered? Um, let me see. You have that handy? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I wrote it down, and now I can't. Here it is. Hold on. Uh, the three Quaria Comet goes in the stake. The six gallon of rush is in that stake, and the ten unbridled Mary is uh, uh, in the in the stake on 
Saturday, which is the 11th race, the Phillies and Mares uh, uh, turf sprint, six and a half. We'll have a whole show. We'll have a whole show on that one. Well, with the three out, my attention in here is going to wander out to the number four oeuvre in this spot, who I think should get a nice trip. I, I don't, you know, has the speed to lead as we've seen in the past, but I think we'll also be able to get a nice lead into the race from a runner like Top Gun Girl, who I assume will go. And, you know, based on her overall form, 12 for 20 lifetime, a couple of dirt wins in a row, uh, now back in the block barn. And I, I think looks set for, for a pretty big effort here over a course she's run well on before. What did you think of this sixth race to start things off? Well, as you said, I'm rethinking it. And uh, as, I've, as I, uh, I look at this, I had originally one, three, four. And so obviously we'll take off the one and the three and I land on, on, on the four horse as well. And then I had a, as, as B and C pick six and five, well, the six is out. So um, I'm going to take a look at the five uh, as, as a closer in the bunch. Now, normally if you can, if you can, if there's, if there is a trend, it's tough to, tough to get trends here, but over time I've, it seems to me that in the, in the, sh- the shorter the race, the more the need to be the need for speed. Uh, yep. The longer there, I mean, it's nothing, you know, wow, look what he, look what, what a smart guy. Uh, <laughs> seriously, uh, the speed, speed, very good at short ones. And, and the longer you go, the longer races, you know, their, their, their speed is not as good. And so if you have a late closer, a dead closer, you're fine. Uh, you're fine there. So the first thing I do when I do this is let's look for some speed. Let's look for some speed. And uh, and the Chris Chorus is the one. Uh, and so I, I do like I uh, the the I, I was interested in the five horse as you know Brett Calhoun. You know he's not known as quote a turf trainer uh, at all, but uh, this horse has performed fine. It's uh, almost won two hundred thousand dollars there. And and if and if the pace picks up, I, I like that race two back. Uh, close a little bit. He, he he's run against the best turf Philly turf sprinters at the fairgrounds and you know that that's, there's some pretty good runners down there including uh was run second to uh to blocks horse as well too so yep. the price was nice we we're not going to get that anymore uh but uh those are the ones i like to uh, by process of elimination now <laughs> let's move on to race number seven where we've got a maiden special weight event for phillies three and up we're going the mile and five sixteenths so uh, definitely one where I'm looking at pedigrees and getting into it from that level for, for sure. And runners that I was the most interested in, in this spot where it included the five English that uh, the famed, and it was made more famous the other day with the, with the result in the stake, the English channel kittens, joy cross English looks like one that has to move up going the, the bigger distance. Uh, the farther distance, I should say, Southampton Dock was another English channel. Kittens Joy Cross, who I think could be seen to a lot better effect. You know, I almost don't worry that much about the PPs. As long as they've shown some ability, um, it, when they have the right bloodline and they're going to be going this far, I, I tend to get uh, pretty interested. And another one that is much more of a guess, but I think will be the right price to make the guess that I was interested in, the three, Blame the Stars, by Blame out of a Galileo mare going out there for, for Joe Sharp, who has plenty of success around Kentucky Downs. That was just another one I wanted to include. I was looking at a 5-3-10 and 10 in this. How did you see it, my friend? I have the five included. Uh, 
Jonathan Thomas, who's won a couple here at the, at the meet. I, I, I like him. I like his style a little bit. Looks like he's going to, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need to be close and it looks like he's going to appreciate the, the extra distance. Uh, the time off, you know, coming off a long layoff, going this far could be a, could be a small concern. I, I, I took a look at a little deeper dive into the 10 horse from Ian Wilkes barn, who, who does very well with, with long distance horses. I like the fact that they've tried twice to go a mile and a quarter, meaning stretching this horse out and, and, and failed both times yep. in that the race, both of them came off the turf. And, uh, you know, she looks like, you know, they, they think she wants to go all day. So uh, I like Jose Ortiz on, and I, I just like the, the look of this horse, uh, you know, getting finally going to be, be on the grass and finally going to be able to run a little bit. Uh, Mark Cassie's horse up there in the, in the seven hole, uh, and same, same thing with him. It looks like he's kind of crying out to go this far. Uh, he's, looks like he's shown a little bit, uh, at the end of the race, heading in the right direction as they came down the lane a little bit. So I, I'm going to use the seven and the 10 in there. And my initial top selection was the, or was, or still is, is the two or some Brendan Walsh. And you say, well, you don't, you said you don't like speed. Well, the speed last time, once again, he got hooked up in one of those off the turfers going a mile and a quarter. And you know, somehow ended on the lead and, 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 you know, didn't do so bad. And to tell you the truth, if you look back to two starts back at Churchill, his last turf race, he runs second to uh, the horse that won for uh, Philly that won the, the Oaks the other day for McKay. Just the red. Yeah. The red. So, you know, a little, a little association there, like the nine to two Tyler Gaffleone gets on. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like two, seven, 10 in here. Gotcha. With a little bit of respect for the five, it sounded like Absolutely. as well, but yes, yes, mainly, yes mainly two, seven and 10 for the hammer in race number seven. Uh, excited to see how that one plays out. All right. Race number eight. We've got an allowance race. We're going seven furlongs this time around. Uh, we'll keep it with you, Rick. Who did you like in here? Well, so um, going over some charts too, and looking at some payouts for pick threes, pick fours, pick fives. I mean, the, the idea is if you can beat the favorite in one of these sequences, I mean, that's no secret either, but very important here, you know, three, three favorites, three choices, Ed, you know, they're paying under $50. I'm talking about the pick threes now. Um, you be one or two of those in there, the payoff jumps big. And for the, when you're talking pick fours and pick fives, it's even bigger. So the, 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 the favorite here on paper uh, on, on the morning line is fair dinkum. And this is a, this is a, uh, a two other than seven eights. She just won last time. She won in the slop uh, at fifteen to one. I I I can I can say I'm not going to use her. I mean I'm I'm going to say when I'm trying to beat this favorite. And uh, so she's going to be off my ticket. I, I'm not. You know if I, if I don't like the favorite, I'm not one of those ones that says, oh well, I'm going to throw her in because mm-hmm. I don't want her to beat me. I don't like it. So. I'd rather use a 10 to one shot than the favorite in there than, you know, to pick my extra horse. So she's off going to be off my ticket. And uh, I come up with, there's a couple of speed horses. I had two of them. One of them scratched the 12. So the 11, uh, Wayne Catalano, I think is, is going to show a little speed there. Uh, Wayne, she's fresh. And uh, I, I like, I like her in the mix. And I come up with the eight and the five uh, Axelm. From Safi Joseph, who's won a couple with uh, Edgar Zayas uh, in the bike. Once again, a little bit of a layoff, but not 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 out of the question going seven eights. And then Hidden Path with Jose Ortiz and Todd Fletcher kind of sneaking in, dropping out of uh, won his first con- uh, won, uh, his first condition, tried the American Derby and and tried the uh, prep here at uh, 
excuse me, at Ellis Park, didn't like it. Going back down to a distance that might suit him a little bit better. So I'm I'm eight five eleven in here. Eight five and eleven. Well, we're 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 together with Axtelm. So we'll start with that one. One of my favorite names in all of uh, in all of racing, by the way, yeah. Axtelm. Horse won the maiden here. The Safi runners seem to just excel at Kentucky Downs for whatever reason. And there's a very nice looking work tab. I'd be very happy if the six to one on Axtelm appears and i think we're gonna get the right kind of trip where you've got one that we know can close but if you look at a pace map in here axelm's not going to be too far back and i think you know going to seven that might be the right recipe for success i am going to keep fair dinkum in the mix because i wonder if this isn't a favorite that's going to drift a little bit from the three to one of the morning line and while i understand the skepticism about the you know the one success being in uh, on the yielding turf there at saratoga this horse just has an angle I really like, and that's when they get on turf for the first time and they improve a ton. A lot of times, logically, people are expecting regression, but a lot of times, the, the since the new surface was the key to unlocking them, they can continue improving. So if that happens, that's why I respect Fair Dinkum too much to, uh, to leave out of the mix entirely. So I'm going to mess around with the eight and the four. I'm going to take another long look at the, the five and the 11 who you made good cases for. And I'll use some combination of those numbers to hopefully get through race number eight and move it on to race number nine, our feature of the day, the Jeff Ruby's one dreamer stakes 500,000 in the pot Phillies and mares three and up. We're going a mile and 70 on the turf. We've got some familiar names in here. I really liked the number three sin filter in this spot. Really like the prep at Ellis. This horse is in career form. And I feel like while she doesn't have form around here, she's got some clues in her past performances to me that she's going to be suited by Kentucky Downs. And what I mean by that is she's got the speed to compete at a mile and the stamina to win going 12. I think that's going to be well served in this spot. Uh, so I'm going with the three. What are your views on this one? Yeah, you know, I, uh, unlike the last race where I tossed the favorites, I, I I like the two favorites here, both coming out of the prep. And those prep races at uh, at Ellis Park, they, they literally are prep races. A, the winner, the winner will automatically gets into the corresponding race here, which is a thing because a lot of a lot of races overfill, but yep. they become very competitive because of that. And we've had some winners already that have raced in those come back and win the stakes, even though they didn't win. The, uh, the the prep races they competed in them and so both of these horses fit the fit the bill for me uh, you know that what is that the the three and the seven uh, a, a horse to a bomb who are looking for for always looking for a horse with a little bit of uh, of uh, price to him I, I looked at Kate's Kingdom uh, from William Walden coming out of uh, coming out of Woodbine off off the uh, the uh, synthetic. Has has won on the turf before. It just has the look of a horse that could be there somewhere uh, in the mix. But I, I'm I'm you know this could be a this could be a two spot for me with a three and a seven in here. All right, three, so the, for your that I'm recording for our in the money plus people, we're just going to go three seven. Yeah. Yes. Always love seeing uh, Jimmy Toner do well. Great to see him getting some uh, getting some some better stock than in the last few years too. I'd love to see him have a winner. I, I might have to throw in try to lock rather than just play the three. Maybe I'll try to lock this one three seven as well to give us a little more agreement down the line. We close it out with two year old fillies made in special weights. We're going a mile 
Uh, the good news is there's only one of these that has uh, unexposed forms. So we, it's not, you know, that situation I've, I've talked to you about in the past where you have all these firsters in the last leg. It can get a little tricky this time around. Um, I think we can make some decent judgments here in this 10th race at Kentucky Downs. When it comes to this late pick five here on Thursday, how are we going to get paid? Well, I, 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 as I, I was ta- saying on Steve's show earlier, you know, there's so many handicapping factors. And w- one of the factors that I am pretty, pretty strict on in my, in my handicapping is I don't like first-time turfers. Uh, I just don't like first-time turfers here. Uh, for some reason, I, I just I use that as a way to eliminate some horses. So there's a, there's a couple in here. This is the six that, uh, you know, probably looks pretty good. First time turf, I'm I'm not using. Um, So just because of that factor, I've just seen too many of them not perform well. I don't care if it's they've run once and they're trying it for the first time. I don't like that. I I, I, so that's some of the reason it goes into my my handicapping here. Uh, Start off with the rail horse. Yeah. what is that? Yatka? I got a line. Yada. 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 I, I don't okay. know if it's a, it's Yata with a T, not a D, but I can't help but think of Seinfeld. Yada, 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 yada. Of course. Uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, so uh, he has a look of a, of a, of a horse that, that would like this course and, and, you know, Graham, uh, Graham knows what to do with them. Went off favorite last time. I'm not really thrilled with that. It'll probably, probably be right around the, the, the price that, uh, Nick Tamaro has given uh, has given everybody. Um, Todd Pletcher again. He's got uh, another one that's seven to two. Had a very bad start last time. Uh, went off at six to one. And you know sometimes those get overlooked. Like oh, he had a bad start. Look, he rushed up and he closed. I don't know. I I would have liked to have seen him maybe go off a little bit lower price first time out. Wasn't that well thought of? I bet he looks okay in here. And I like the uh, Mike Maker horse on the outside, the twelve with Jose Ortiz. Uh, stretching out a little bit, uh, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike starts a lot of horses here and he, he knows where to place them. And if he thinks this one can stretch out and go a mile, that's good enough for me to throw in the mix. So, I mean, I'm one, three, 10 and, uh, my, 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 my ex horse, my other horse would be the five. You're, you're kidding me would be uh, uh, my B pick in there from the Joe Sharp barn. The 10 was the one that I liked, which is why I'm so surprised that I did not, uh, I did not register that the first time. I mean, this horse looked to improve significantly for turf. There's that angle again. And I thought maybe some of the improvement for joke master was hidden based on the fact that uh, the horse had some trouble, you know? So I think that was a better race than it looked like. So I was very much with you on the 10 rick to to try to close things out at kentucky dance clearly you're wanted elsewhere clearly i'm running out of gas on this first day back in the uh in in new york so i think we can leave it there rick but always a pleasure having you on to talk about not just these races but give us some insight on what's been going on in the bigger picture of the meet down there look forward to seeing you soon same here and uh get lucky everybody see you at the races that is the plan for the hammer for our friends at Kentucky Downs. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.